Last week, the Federal Reserve increased interest rates by 0.75%. Now, that might not seem like a big deal, but it almost doubled the cost of borrowing overnight. To be sure, interest rates in America and throughout much of the world are still historically very low. But what I believe the latest increase heralds is the end of the era of easy money. For the past two or three decades, central banks around the world have kept interest rates low and have used low interest rates as the answer to almost every conceivable economic challenge. When Lehman's went bust in 2007-8 and there was the housing bubble, what did central banks do? They cut interest rates. Faced with a COVID pandemic, what do they do? They cut rates. Every time there seems to be a market correction, they offer lower rates. Again and again and again, central bankers have used the tool of low interest rates. But of course, although they've behaved as though they've discovered a magic formula to make us ever more prosperous, low interest rates have consequences. The first and the most significant consequence of low interest rates is inflation. Now, when the Federal Reserve intervened to try to prop up the stock markets on all those different occasions. They didn't just boost the value of stocks. They boosted the price of almost every asset in America. So we've had this tremendous asset price inflation. Now, until recently, because the United States was able to import cheap consumer goods from China, that didn't tend to manifest itself in higher consumer good prices until now. A second consequence of really low interest rates is that you tend to get a lot of bad investment. When interest rates are ridiculously low and the cost of borrowing is ridiculously cheap, you tend to get people investing in a lot of ridiculous ideas. When interest rates go up, you start to see what those ridiculous and daft business ventures might actually be. At the same time, you tend to get a lot of what are known as zombie companies. These are companies that have accumulated huge debts so big are their debts, they're not going to be able to pay back the principal. But while interest rates remain low, they can service those debts. Higher rates mean that we're going to discover who those zombie companies really are. But there's a third consequence of low interest rates, which is that you get what I would call a lot of woke investing. Fund managers, when you've got lots of easy money, instead of investing purely on the basis of the returns they can get, for those who own the capital they're investing, start to find other criteria, such as so-called ESG investing, that is environmental, social and governance investing. The problem with a lot of this uh, social, environmental and government investing, a lot of this woke investing, is that it's very arbitrary. There are very few subjective measures of what makes good environmental, social and governance investing. What you end up in effect, is fund managers investing in companies on the basis of their own political preferences. One of the consequences of this woke investing is that oil and gas projects have been starved of capital. Without the investment, oil and gas companies haven't been able to keep up with demand, which is one of the reasons why gas prices in America are currently so high. ESG investing might not survive the return of economic reality, after all, who wants to hear what your fund manager thinks about making the world a better place? 
when they can't properly manage their own fund. Now that interest rates are rising, expect a lot of discussion about what the right interest rate should be and why central bankers didn't raise rates earlier. US Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen recently admitted that she had got it wrong on inflation. She had underestimated how big a problem inflation was going to be. No doubt we're going to see plenty of debates about who the president ought to appoint to sit on the Fed and what rates the Fed should choose. But I think conservatives should ask a different question. Why is it that we have a federal bureaucracy, the Fed, fixing the price of something in the first place? Doesn't that strike us as free marketeers as very odd? Why is it that in a supposedly free market economy, do we rely on this form of price fixing? No government agency, no matter how wise, no matter how clever, no matter how much information they're given, is ever going to be able to find the right price of credit at the right time. Conservatives shouldn't be asking, do we have the right rate of interest? What we should be asking is, do we have the right monetary system where government bureaucrats are trying to fix the price of something in the first place? The monetary system hasn't always been like this. It's only since 1971, when the Bretton Woods system collapsed, that we've come to depend on central bankers to have this central role in the economy. Perhaps one of the consequences of them getting it wrong is that we should try to find a new monetary way of getting these things right.